Some years ago, when I was a child, um, there were a series of commercials that, well, my family, we, we really liked, and maybe some of you remember these commercials. Um, the commercial was for Klondike Bar. Does anybody remember what Klondike Bars are? Klondike Bars are square of cho- a square of ice cream, right, and it's covered with a chocolate coating. Right? And every commercial for Klondike Bar would begin with the question, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And the people who made the commercials, they would take a camera out into public, out on the streets, into a busy place where there were a lot of people, and they'd ask people that question, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And then they would film what people were willing to do for that ice cream, for that Klondike bar. They'd ask them, for a Klondike bar, would you be willing to act like a dog and to bark and howl here in front of everybody. And they would also, you know, you can find some of the older commercials and it's, um, would you be willing to, you know, act like a chimpanzee? Would you be willing to cry like a baby? Would you be willing to have this magician throw knives at you, right? So the first commercial, uh, this, these Klondike commercials, the first one came out in 1982. And guess what? They're still making these commercials 40 years later. They've been making these Klondike commercials. But now in the commercials, people are doing really wild things for Klondike bars. One recent commercial I saw showed people being launched from a catapult into a lake. And one commercial even showed a family tying helium balloons to their grandmother until she lifted off the ground and started to float away. I don't know if that means they really like Klondike bars or they really don't like that grandmother. I'm not... I'm not really sure, but it's something to think about, isn't it? It's something to think about. Maybe not what would you do for a Klondike bar, but what would you do for what you love most? What would you do for who you love most? What would you do for God, for our Lord, for Jesus? Our gospel today touches on this question. It presents us with a question. What are we willing to do for Christ? How far Are we willing to go for what we say we believe? In this morning's gospel, um, the mother of James and John, she asks Jesus for the best places in his kingdom for her two sons, that one could sit at his right and one could sit at his left. In response, Jesus asked James and John, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink, right? What Jesus was asking James and John was, How far are you willing to go? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to follow me, even though it will mean suffering? Are you willing to follow me, even though it will mean traveling the way of the cross? The question Jesus asked James and John, it's one that he addresses to all of us. He asks how committed we are to him and to his way. How committed are we to doing his will? How far are we willing to go for what we believe? What would we do for him? If they got in the way of him, would we give up friendships? Would we give up money, economic opportunities? Would we give up our time spent on social media, on the internet, on video games? Would we give up gossip, talking badly about others? Would we give up other bad habits that that hinder our relationship with him? What about those things 
that we own or that we value more than him? Our stuff, are we willing to give that up? What would we do for him? What would you do for him? What are you willing to give up for his sake? What are you willing to sacrifice for him? Maybe you think that the kinds of sacrifices that you can make, maybe you think that they're too small. You've heard stories about the saints and about martyrs, stories about those who gave up their lives for Christ, and you think that what you can give, well, it's, it's just not as great, it's not as big, it's too small. But just because a sacrifice seems small doesn't mean that it's insignificant. It doesn't mean that it's not important. Drinking of the chalice for Christ, the things we do for him, the things we give up for him, it can take a lot of different forms. It can manifest itself financially, socially, and politically, as well as physically. Think about what you guys are doing for Lent, right? The observances that you have for Lent. Probably all of us here have selected a Lenten penance for this year, something that we are giving up, something that we are doing or not doing so that we can grow closer to our Lord. These may be small things, but these are things that we do, right? These are things that we do for him. The penance you've chosen, the thing you are giving up, the thing you are doing or not doing this Lent, is it something that will really help you grow in relationship with Christ? Our Lenten penances and observances, do they really address what distracts us from our God? Is our penance just symbolic or is it truly medicinal? Does it help us give ourselves more completely and more fully to God? We often ask the Lord for something in prayer, just like the mother of James and John in today's gospel. But today's gospel reminds us that the Lord asks us for something. He asks us for nothing less than ourselves. He asks us to give ourselves to him, just as he gave himself to us on the cross. May Jesus be praised now and forever.